Mike here. I'm going to rattle off some politics, and then the Dr. Royson will be stopping in. It's going to be a big hour, to say the least. And I have to start with something I just caught this morning that really disturbs me. And that is the Speaker of the House, who has now traveled over to Scotland, because that's where all the cool kids in the climate world are hanging out these days. You know, Obama was there the other day, John Kerry speechified, and Nancy Pelosi is there now. So we've sent contingent after contingent of Democrat politicians overseas with hundreds and hundreds of government employees flying on private jets, polluting the planet in total contradiction to what these dolts are saying we need to do. And then they're trashing our country. Nancy Pelosi asked by a CNN reporter if America is back and she can't resist. She absolutely can't miss taking a chance to slam Donald Trump and ultimately America. Hi, thank you very much. Uh, Amy Cassidy for CNN. Um, question for Speaker Pelosi, please. Um, is America really back yet if it won't sign on to a global pledge to phase out coal by 2030? And members of your own party say America has not recovered its own moral authority and action needs to be delivered. Thank you very much. So is America, I'll translate because the accent was heavy. Is America really back? Can we really trust you if you won't stop using coal by 2030, if you won't pledge? Now, let's remember, China says they're not going to stop using coal until 2050. And their carbon output from coal is about 100 times ours. I may have exaggerated to clarify. But China's building a new coal power plant every week. And they have four times, five times our population. And we're the bad guys? Yeah, here's Nancy Pelosi's answer. Of course, I don't accept the fact that America has not uh, assumed its moral authority in all of this. America is back. Our president was here. Uh, he had achieved, there were many uh, successes that were achieved. In I'd like to know what those successes were. There were apparently two agreements, one about deforestation, one about methane, which Biden broke himself with his gaseous release during a cocktail party where he audibly farted reportedly in front of the Duchess of Cornwall. Collaboration, not dictation or condescension, but mm -hmm. in collaboration with other countries, many of whom were ahead of us because we had, of course, the dark period of, uh, of four years uh, preceding the president's, uh, administ President Biden's administration coming into office. Huh, we had a dark period of four years. She's referring to Donald Trump. A dark period of four years where America went from being energy dependent on the rest of the world to an exporter of energy. Where America had the lowest employment rates in its history. Unemployment rates, not employment, where America had every demographic experiencing real wage growth for the first time in over a decade, where America's borders were protected, where American economy 
was the envy of the world, where America had put North Korea in a box, where America had told China, we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah, that seems like a dark period of four years. These people, they are dolts, and they are ashamed of our, our leadership. And now Joe Biden is dragging us down every single day. You know, Biden campaigned on uh, killing oil and criminalizing the um, CEOs of oil companies. I talked about it earlier. He campaigned on killing oil, fossil fuels, and also talked about criminalizing and locking up, jailing the heads of oil companies. Don't believe me? Let's go back to this clip. I think I caught it in the middle of it here. For what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you, you know the deal, okay? And by the way, when they don't or when they're deliberate, put them in jail. That's what I, I I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm going to put them in jail if those evil CEOs of energy companies don't do what we tell them. We're going to jail them. This guy sounds like, and he did on the campaign trail, like a third world dictator. It's really, really shameful what's going on. And, you know, uh, what, what's even worse is that the guy who appears to be pulling the strings, Barack Obama, also was in Scotland at the climate conference, which I can't believe is still going on. It's now in, in a, a, a full week, I think, we're at this climate conference, all these private jets, etc., lecturing us about footprint, our carbon footprint. Barack Obama was there because the rest of the world still sees him as the president. They look at Biden and go, oh, that old guy? Yeah, uh, we don't pay any attention to him. Barack Obama, by the way, wants you to know he's rich. I can afford to give up a lot of my current lifestyle to benefit the planet. He's that rich where he can give up a lot of his current lifestyle, which includes a mansion on the ocean on Martha's Vineyard and a new mansion he's building in Hawaii. Giant mansions for Barack and Michelle. The kids are all grown up and we assume are moving out. But he's got two mansions, oceanfront. So I guess he's not afraid of the waters rising. But continue, sir. Because I'll still have a lot left over. Yeah, you A lot of folks know. don't have that cushion. Yeah, we know. So that means that any climate plan worth its salt has to take these inequities into account. So he wants to transfer wealth. And he's got enough where he, he's not worried about his, his own situation. He's got enough. And, and you know what he's doing? He's community organizing to this day. He's, he's telling the kids that the grown-ups are the problem here, that we have to go after the grown-ups. Listen. You've grown up watching many of the adults who are in positions to do something about it either act like the problem doesn't exist or refuse to make the hard decisions necessary to address it. Those evil adults, they're not doing anything. You see what's going on, and those evil adults, they either deny it or they won't do anything. So he's got to rile them up. So to all the young people out there, I want you to stay angry. I want you to stay frustrated. Ah, interesting. Pushing anger. I want you to stay angry. It's shameful. 
Shameful. He's also using climate to divide us. I recognize we're living in a moment when international cooperation has waned, a moment of greater geopolitical tension and stress, in part because of the pandemic, in part because of the rise of nationalism and tribal impulses around the world. Hmm. Hmm. Nationalism. Like maybe being proud of being an American. Like maybe saying American exceptionalism really exists. Remember when he denied that? Yeah, this guy doesn't like America. He's a globalist who wants us all to be part of one world community where he's going to be the leader. That is his ultimate dream. That's where he wants to go. By the way, uh, Barack Obama also wanted you to know that America sucks on the climate. Perhaps some of you have a similar dynamic in your own countries, although generally speaking, uh, the United States seems to have a more vigorous opposition to climate than in many other places. Really? Is that true? Is that why our carbon footprint has gone down dramatically while China's has increased, while Russia's has increased, while India's has increased? We're always the problem when actually it's quite the opposite. And oh, by the way, uh, Barack Obama wants to know the weather is causing crime. Parts of the world are becoming more dangerous to live in, triggering new migration patterns and worsening conflict around the globe. It's one of the reasons why uh, the U.S. Pentagon and other U.S. agencies have said that climate change poses a national security threat for the U.S. and for everyone else. Yeah, the only reason the Pentagon's doing that is they've been instructed to do that, sir. By the administration that you are puppeteering. I'm just saying. So much, so much here. I just wish the politics ends at the shore would be the policy. Going abroad and trashing America is not the way we get back to leadership. It's the way we get back to bowing in front of all these socialist European countries. Our pal, Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic is joining us, as he does pretty much every week on Wednesdays for Wellness Wednesday. And that gives me a chance to pick his brain on questions in the health world that have caught my eye, as well as Dr. Roizen shares research with us that I, I just can't tell you how valuable it is. And I will always direct you to check out Dr. Royson's book, like the books on the Age Proof Life series and, and What to Eat When, which has a great companion cookbook. And next year, about a year from now, we will all be knee deep in the new book, Doc. A year from now, if we get all those boats unloaded, the Great Age Reboot will be here. So we have to wait for that. How are you, my friend? I am wonderful. Um, I just spent... Uh Saturday, Sunday, and part of today in uh, at Gasparilla, at the Gasparilla Inn, which is in Florida, has a wonderful tennis club, by the way, speaking of Riley, um, but it also has a golf course, but I uh, did give a talk about the Great Age Reboot to a uh, group that was at staying at the Gasparilla Inn. Huh, very good. Very nice. Um, and did you, you didn't give them preview copies or anything. There, there are no galleys out there yet, are there? 
Well, there are galleys, but I didn't give them. They're only for news media. You know, someone like you can get one, but nobody else. Okay. I wouldn't mind getting a galley to scan, you know, so I could be ahead of the game. Anything I could do to reboot my age would be welcome. Uh, Doc, since we last talked, there was something that happened last Friday morning that was called a game changer in many media outlets, and that was the Pfizer pill that is a therapeutic for people who are exhibiting COVID symptoms or test positive. And they they were saying, Pfizer, in their releases, were saying it was 89% effective in preventing hospitalizations. All of the financial people just were oozing with excitement, saying this is game changer, this is pandemic over. The airline stocks went up, uh, entertainment stocks went up. Is this, in your estimation on what you've seen, is this a game changer? Is it a pandemic ender? Well, you know, we don't have the data other than what they put out in their press release. They haven't, the studies haven't been published. We haven't seen the data they're submitting, and they haven't submitted yet, as I understand it, uh, to the FDA. But remember, and you and I talked about this considerably, um, in, uh, I think we talked about it last March, that Fauci had said there were going to be enough shots on goal on retroviral and viral therapies that we should have a antiviral by August of last year, hmm. that's 2020. Well, we're a little over a year late because this darn virus is trickier than hell. But um, this is the game changer that he thought we would have even before the vaccine. Oh, that's exciting. And so this is one of those. They've tried a ton of different antivirals. We don't know how long, whether this will, you know, the, the longevity of this. We don't know all the side effects of it yet. We don't know everything. But if it is as reported in the... Um, news release, it will be a game changer, meaning we still have to get vaccinated to protect ourselves. And I've got a very interesting story on that that I want to talk to you about a little bit. But you, you don't want the disease and the treatment. You'd rather prevent it. Yeah. So you want the vaccine to prevent it. But if you escape and get this, if, the, if, the, if your immune system is not good enough, um, then this is a this will stop you from having a life-threatening episode immediately. Now, what the problem is is you may still get long haulers, and I don't know if you saw this week, but there's a article out this week that shows that people who got influenza, and we've talked about this, have a 80% increased risk of. Uh, Parkinson's disease later in life. So that's one of the reasons you want to get the flu shot. And this is very similar to that. This goes to those same darn neurons in the brain that um, would, if they were knocked out, cause Parkinson's disease. And the scans of brains of people, when they tag them, so you see where this virus is lighting up, it's lighting up in those same, this COVID-19 is lighting up in the same neurons. Wow. So you want to get, um, prevent this from getting to your body rather than treating it after it has. So, but, but the Pfizer vaccine, 
from a standpoint of utilization of healthcare resources, of your worrying about dying in the short term, is a game changer. Okay. Okay. And what was the other thing you wanted to talk about, or was that it? No, that's that's one that's one of the the real big items this week. Okay. The news of the week. All right. Very good. That's uh, that's very good. I, as I've told people, I'm vaccinated. I didn't have a problem with it. I made the decision based on the information. I'm not a, a mandate guy. That's me. You know that about me. But um, real quickly, I want to ask you about I, this. I should also tell yeah? you the other big thing that came out today um, is that, or yesterday, is that Dr. Oz may run for Senate in Pennsylvania. Get out. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, dare I ask what party or is he independent? Um, I assume he's going to run on the Republican ticket. That's interesting as all get out. Wow. That that's that might be a little breaking political news. Very interesting. I'll be interested to hear how that goes further. Uh, Doc, what I meant to ask you was talking about vaccines and mandates and all that. The story of Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying that he he told people he was vaccinated, then he wasn't, and he got COVID, and uh, his his major sponsor, State Farm, is hanging with him, but he's lost other sponsors. Uh, I, I'm I'm surprised by all of the hubbub, but I'm not surprised at the same time. He said something I have to ask you about. He said he didn't take the vaccine because he's allergic. to to uh, MNRA vaccines. Is that possible? Um, he'd be dead if he was allergic to mRNA. Okay, mRNA. That's what he said, yeah. Why, yeah, why, so, why is so it in other vaccines? It's, it's, it's what translates everything in the, in the nucleus of your cell into proteins which give you the actions of your body. He wouldn't have, wouldn't be able to throw a football. He wouldn't be able to walk without mRNA. He wouldn't be able to think. So that's part of the problem, and I think that's why the hubbub of this is he's lying to us. And it is the lying to us that is, you know, they always say the cover-up is worse than the problem. Yeah. Well, this is attempted cover-up, if you will. I think, you know, he is a great, obviously, he's one of the great, football players of all time but please don't lie to me about medicine yeah that's a that's that's a shame he's a stand-up guy if you don't take the vaccine because you don't want to take it for some reason um just say you don't want to take it for some reason don't lie about it and speaking of that dr Royson, aaron Rodgers had comments yesterday he appears on this weekly podcast every tuesday and he had comments about what he said, and there kind of was an apology in there. Look, I shared an opinion that is polarizing. I get it. And I misled some people about my status, which I take full responsibility of, those comments. But in the end, I have to stay true to who I am and what I'm about. And I stand behind the things that I said, and I... You know, have a ton of empathy for people who have been going through the worst part of this pandemic, which has affected all of us in different ways. But so many people, um, you know, like I said, with lives that were lost, lives that were forever changed. Um, and I have a ton of compassion, and empathy for those people. Now, the NFL also has something to say about this. 
Overnight, we learned that the National Football League has fined Aaron Rodgers and another teammate who attended a party that was uh, breaking COVID protocols, $14,000. And $14,000 is probably the amount of change you would find in the couch cushions at Aaron Rodgers' home. He's a very well-off man. That's not going to hurt him that fine. They also fined the Green Bay Packers $300,000 for breaking the NFL's COVID protocol as well. I don't think it's going to injure the team or the players. If you really want to hurt somebody, make the fines hurt. But uh, this isn't the end of this story, but it is the end of this segment. If you want to find Dr. Royzen, check him out at whenway.com. Whenway.com. It's Michael Pelkin. 